Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, the first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day. Part of the podcast, the Locked On Podcast Network. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Of course, thank you for coming in today, viewers and listeners. This is a Wahoo Wednesday. The date is 10-12-22. This will serve as the Wednesday's show. And, you know, there's been um, a ton of uh, reflection going on, you know, in uh, University of Virginia football right now. Coach Elliott uh, did his uh, weekly show, BJ's Brew House in Charlottesville. And, you know, he said some things that, you know, that I guess those are things that we need to hear, that we want to hear. Um, and we also need to, you know, understand that, you know, they're still trying to implement some things. But today we're going to talk about a little bit of that. We're going to talk about, you know, what happened. Uh, do a, you know, I guess recap uh, some of the midseason review that I had given them. Remember, I had given grades out um, yesterday as well. And my team gave out some grades uh, too. And uh, for each position player, or not player, excuse me, the each position uh, on the team, uh, from quarterback all the way to kicker. And I will share some of those with you. Uh, also, I'll share some, uh, you know, a, a shocking stat uh, that was put out by my buddy Ball Hawk, uh, one of the Ahmad Hawkins himself, uh, one of the ex Wahoos, is also into uh, uh, sports media uh, and works for the university as well. Then we have a, uh, you know, we'll talk about the bye week. You know, what do you do? You know, what do you do to prepare for a bye week? That's right, you have to prepare for a bye week and what that means uh, to. Uh, the players, and so you guys kind of get an idea of what what to do, you know, what players have to do, you know, when there's a bye week here. So thank you for coming in today. Like I said, uh, the midseason review, and we are smack dab in the middle of the season. Six up, you know, six down, okay? <laughs> six more to go, six of them down. And it's it's definitely a unsavory position that we're in uh we're two and four you know as a team uh losing to teams that we felt that we could probably beat that we should beat but of course you know in this game of football nothing's ever given and if things are not given that means that we should always put the same effort concentration and uh you know execution towards every opportunity we get to get on the field and it just hasn't been that way. And it's not like there's not a reason. There is a reason for it. A lot of the reasons are, you know, it's a very new system to them. Um, <clears throat> and it's, you know, it's more than just a, you got need more than just a, uh, a summer, you know, to learn it, you know, an off season, a summer to learn it, to get it properly. Um, this system anyway, you know, uh, you know, some of the, you know, some people are, are trying to compare it to like how Duke got a new system implemented and they're doing well. 
But there's also on the flip side, you know, sure, we're not doing well. We're two and four. Miami, another school who got new coaches, you know, a new coaching staff. And they're having a tough time right now. I believe the same record is what we have. So it's, you know, it, it can go either way, you know, as far as just trying to, you know, hopefully your system that you implement, the players take to it and you are um, 100% solid going into the season moving forward. But, you know, you just can't, uh, you can't gauge it. You never know, you know, exactly what the, uh, you know, what your team is going to uh do as far as uh, when it gets when they get on the field, you know, against a real competition, or as they say, when the bullets, the real bullets start flying. Um, but yeah, the midseason review, you know, it, it was uh, it was upsetting, you know, to to speak about it. You know, I think I went into Coach Johnson mode. Uh, you know, some of my players will know what that's like. You know, where I just really start talking and you know and start just just trying to give everybody an idea of what it's like, you know, to. To, to really put your best foot forward, you know, every time, you know, uh, coaches, people saw coaches, all they do is just keep, you know, hammering in, you know, some of the same things you hear it over and over. But if you're not getting the results that you need, you need to continue to hammer it in until you get what you want. And th- th- there is a, there, there's, there's got to be a boiling point right here. And maybe some of the players still seems like it are still and have been, having issues of trying to understand what this new coaching staff is trying to implement. Not all of the new coaches, all the coaches are new, but the coaches that, that have come, they're trying to implement. Now, if we can, you know, come out of this bye week and I'll tell you, you know, what, you know, what goes into a bye week, but they come out of this bye week, uh, you know, with a more renewed focus, like they did, like they had in the first quarter of, this past game, you're looking at a totally different team. They look like a completely different team. They look a little somewhat, just a snippet. They gave it to us a little bit in that first quarter. They were they were somewhat dominant, should I say. You know what I mean? The defense was getting them off, getting Louisville off the field quickly. The offense was moving the ball, you know, at will. Uh, you know, and, and, and Brendan was on time. The receivers were focused. And the receivers, you know, Whenever you're watching the game, look at how the receivers line up and how quickly they get into place. That'll give you an indication of, you know, a lot of times if it's a pass play or not. Um, also, you know, the running back, see how quickly he gets into place, uh, you know, whenever it's a running play. You know, those are some of the things being a linebacker that, you you, you know, you, you try to, you know, get, get a tip on, you know, you know, what's coming with the play. Uh, because a lot of times players – you know, adjust their gloves, like receivers, they adjust their gloves because it's a pass play. Um, the running backs, you know, will, will get their get their feet set in a proper manner based off of, you know, uh, how they're going to run the ball. Offensive linemen, uh, you know, do a little bit less uh, talking when they're about to run the ball, you know, when, it, when they're calling out signals. Just as a linebacker, you know, the position I play, you, you look for tips. On, on what a team is going to do. And, you know, those are the kind of things I think that these, uh, you know, that these Wahoos are just, you know, can get, they can get to that position where they, you know, have, they, they're confident in what they're going to do in their game plan and execution. 
you know, of the offense and defense. I think, you know, we're going to see them take another step, you know, but yeah, th- this has to, uh, this, this has to turn around, you know, one way or another. And, and, you know, we got beat by a backup quarterback. And as they always say, you put that on camera, you got to own that. You put that on film, on tape, you got to own that. You have to do better. And I think there's only, you know, one way to go, but up some fans, I can tell you, you know, I had a, one of the best shows, um, you know, that I've had, uh, you know, on uh, last night and the fan base was so spirited and the, and my other uh, media uh, co-hosts were so spirited and talking about, you know, where to go now with the team, you know, and, and what's the next step, what they should do next. But before we go any further, tell you guys what we have going on next. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and free. One of the things we're cool about LinkedIn is you'll be able to go in and look for your look for hashtag or put in hashtag hire the frame and uh, you'll be able to, you know, look through the website and try to find who you really are looking for. There's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just, you know, the right skills and experience. You can quickly prioritize who do you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quick hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn dot com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply oh my goodness everyone so you know as we continue on you know with uh the show today 10 uh 12 2022 you know this show is is definitely uh one that's you know Hopefully we do a little bit more reflection. It's a Wahoo Wednesday. You know, uh, I'll give you guys a little bit of information. If you missed the show yesterday, I did give some offensive grades out. You know, how I felt. I gave a state of the Cavaliers. Um, You know, a lot of the offense, you know, quarterback disappointment, uh, running back, wide receiver, offensive line. You know, it it was, you know, for the offense, a situation where I felt that, you know, the burden to, you know, the, the blame needs to go on the signal caller, you know, and that's not just knocking on, him, you know, not knocking him, but it just needs to be a better execution. Not saying he's not trying hard. It just needs to be better execution. This team needs him to be the best player on the field. When he's the best player on the field, this team can be really hard to beat because he has a lot of the weapons around him. And I think he knows that. And he's pressing and he's trying awfully hard 
to uh, to to do what he needs to do to get this team over the edge, but is also doing the 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 simple thing, which is may, may not seem like in the moment that it's the right thing to do, but the simple thing to do is the right thing to do. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of examples of that. You know, if you go back and listen to Coach Elliott over these weeks, uh, the defense is uh, slightly better. You know, uh, in, well, no, excuse me, they're a lot better, but uh, you know, and they're better than average. You know, right now, um, I didn't expect the defense to be as aggressive as they are. You know, they, you know, they they didn't get any sacks last game against Louisville, but they are one of the better uh, pass rushing teams, you know, in the, uh, in the conference. And, and that's what you need. You know, you got to be able to, you know, and they also would get, uh, you know, turnovers in bunches. You got to be able to turn over the uh, team's offense to take momentum away. Look what happens to us when we lose momentum. We really lose momentum and we have a uh, hard time getting it back, especially when you have multiple turnovers, you know, that those are the things that, you know, we can't survive. And then, of course, the the, the special teams that gave an average grade. Um, but, you know, what's really cool is, um, you know, for my folks last night, my Seven City Shop Talk folks, they gave some grades out. And we went A, B, C, D, E, F, and uh, A, B, Ed, Chad, and, my, and Ethan, my, my crew there, um, it was uh, pretty eye-opening to see everybody's grades and their perspective of what they felt this team, uh, uh, how they felt the team was doing. And, you know, I mean, just right off the bat, I mean, it looks like the, the position group that got the best grades was the defensive backs. You know, when I, when I can you know, put all the grades together, the defensive backs looks like they got the best scores, which – that was an absolute uh, issue for us last year, you know, and we couldn't cover the way that we needed to cover. And um, we've had some young blood back there with Jonas Sanker, Lex Long uh, coming in and doing a heck of a job uh, playing in the back. Jonas Sanker, and I tell you, Lex Long, they, they have definitely uh, bought, you know, some renewed uh, defensive back play and also, Ventrell Cypress as well, uh, who have who have come in and done a great job of uh, shoring up that defensive backfield, uh, you know, better than where we were last year, which is what we needed. So, you know, but if you guys uh, go go back and listen last night, you'll be able to see, um, you know, hear what I've, uh, you know, what their grades were uh, per position, uh, per person. So, yeah, you know, um, Back to you know what I was saying uh, earlier. I talked about one of my uh, media buddies, uh, Ahmad Ballhawk Hawkins, uh, UVA alum, played at UVA, um, and uh, also seven five seven brother myself. Um, just like myself, we, you know, he had a had a stat that was really eye popping, which correlates also to you know one of the reasons why this team is struggling the way that they are on offense. And also that correlates to wins and big plays, the way that how explosive this team can be. You guys are aware that we had 35 drops. That's straight from the hawk. Um, 35 drops, which that's like devastating. You figure 
six games in. That, that's almost seven. Six plus drops uh, a game. You know, that's, that's you know, excuse me. Oh, my goodness. 35 drops is seven drops, you know, uh, a game. And, and if you're, you know, you're dropping the ball like that, you know, six to seven a game, how are you supposed to function? You know, because a lot of those are drive killers. A lot of those are opportunities that you may miss that are probably scores. We're not good enough to have that many drops and, you know, and to still be competitive, which when we've lost, um, you know, we talk about Illinois and we're talking about Louisville, Duke, we haven't been competitive, you know, and a lot of that comes from possibly, you know, drops and penalties. You know, um, I talked about what kind of team UVA has been and, and what they kind of pride themselves on pride themselves on being a smart team. They pride themselves on being a focused team, a team that makes the right play at the right time. And, you know, that's not what this school has been. You know, we can't overcome, you know, things like penalties, you know, things like the drops, you know, and still be a, uh, you know, a contender in any, in any conference that they would be in right now. So that was interesting to hear that from the ball hawk. 35 drops, and, you know, that alone will cripple you. But when you uh, put that together with turnovers, excuse me, yeah, turnovers, and you put that together with penalties and big penalties, the 15-yard variety, those three things right there, how, how do we even win two games? You know, we should be 0-6, you know, because that or that concoction of uh, – 35 drops, you know, for these first six games, penalties and um, turnovers. There's no way that you could uh, that, that that you can survive that. And they haven't. If they can cut down even 50 percent on the drops. OK, they can knock, ev knock everything down 50 percent. You know, we we're averaging what, six, seven, eight penalties a game. Knock those down to like three to four penalties. Knock the drops down to like three drops a game, and then the um, you know then the we got the penalties, you know the drops and the turnovers, and knock the turnovers down to you know a turnover or two, which I hate saying that, but just a turnover, you know this this team will look a lot different. You know, and, and believe it or not, that will correlate to a lot more points. Uh, you guys may not see, see it that way, but it really does. If you can cut down on three things that are stopping you from being successful, major things that are being successful, that's going to change, uh, you know, the, 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 the trajectory and the outcome of the games. And that's uh, definitely a fact, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. So let's um, see what they do, you know, coming in on this bye week. Those are things that I know they're going to work on. And, and let me just kind of fill you in how bye week typically players don't necessarily go home like that. You know, when we were talking about bye week, you know, they don't, you know, take it easy. You still have to prepare as if you're going to play on Saturday. That That's the miss, uh, you know, the misinformation out there about a bye week. Oh, man, you get a bye week. You get a time to relax. No, 
A bye week is a time that you come in and you focus even harder on what you had issues with. And this team naturally has had issues with quite a few things, three three things major that I just named. And, you know, the, the, the bye week and how to prepare, uh, you know, they're still working on how to prepare halfway through the season. I don't uh, subscribe to that. They should be ready to go. You know, this late in the season to be and be ready and have, have their routine and, you know, be prepared this late. But, you know, we are where we are with that. But the bye week is a time when you're supposed to come in, work as hard as you can. Now, you may get an extra day off or so, but typically you're supposed to work it hard. That's what I remember in coaching when we were, uh, you know, conditioning and training the kids. It's a lot more conditioning because it's easy to lose it. Believe me, it's easy to lose your your stamina, your wind, um, some strength even, you know, if you're not, you know, working as if you're going to, uh, you know, if you're going to play on Saturday. So that bye week, actually, I, as a player, I could not stand the bye weeks because there was no war, no reward. You know, you would work your butt off. And actually, in actuality, the coaches would work you harder, you know, from what I remember. I felt like I was being worked harder because they still have to get your and get it so that you're playing a game. So, sure, you know, you go through your regular practice regimen, but then, you know, later in the week, you know, we were hitting, you know, just like there was a game late later in the week. Friday, Saturday, we, you know, we were tackling, we were hitting, you know, and um, nowadays they're not allowing you to, you know, take to the ground, which is great, you know, but you're running full speed, you know, you're not tackling your own player to the ground, but you're running, you're playing full speed and, uh, and maybe they put them in shells, uh, you know, instead of full, full uh, regalia, football regalia, maybe they just put them in uh, a helmet and shoulder pads, which is called shells. Uh, it's not full gear, you know, so it still gives them the simulation of, you know, the, the 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 pop of tackling, you know, where you come up, form tackle, head up, you know, wrap, you know, or semi wrap and let go. You know, you just kind of but you're still simulating reading the plays and still trying to figure out, you know, what, uh, you know, what to do fundamentally moving forward because this team just needs this buy. We also got players that need to get healthy. I know Dontavian Wicks, Billy Kemp, uh, Fentrell Cypress, Jonas Sanker, all those uh, starters, you know, they need to get healthy. And I know all of them guys went out and Nick Jackson as well. I think Nick came back in though. Um, you know, I know he had a leg uh, injury, but yeah, he did come back in, but hopefully he's, uh, he's okay. Uh, moving forward but yeah that that's something that we you know we all need to you know uh realize and and understand that this is going to be uh, a tough road for this team moving forward now it can be fun if they can turn some of these things around if they can cut all of these miscues the drops the turnovers and the penalties you know coach elliot did say it right uh he said we're not losing to these teams we're losing to virginia that is a profound statement. You know, you can't beat yourself, you know, in this uh, in this game and, and, and feel like, you know, you're going to progress and get to the next level. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, 
you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. But Built Bar has done it again. Let me introduce you to the new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to BuiltBar.com, snag a box for you and your family. It will be a perfect treat. Or you can, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puffs covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It's so good. What's great about Built Bar is that of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You are going to love the cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack or for a workout, or a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is for Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built Bar. Excuse me. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LockedOn15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LockedOn15. But yes, the bye week, you actually prepare and you train as if you are going to play a game. That's it. And you keep going. And I just could stand a, a bye week, you know, because there was no reward. You'd work your butt off and practice all week. And the reward is playing the game. You don't get to play the game, but you get yourself. You got to work your butt off anyway. But for this team, there's a lot of things to work on. And this is uh, the time they're going to hopefully they take this time and work on those three major things, uh, the drops, the turnovers, and the penalties. Uh, just work on being more focused, work on uh, some of the things, these things that these coaches are trying to implement. And maybe, you know, we can see somewhat of a turnaround. You know, I said last week, I'm looking for the explosion. I want the game with the explosion of scoring that I used to seeing. I don't care what offense they're running. There's too much talent on this team not to have that explosion. You know, I told the fans, make sure you're there when the explosion happens. You know, and um, we actually got into a really good debate on uh, on uh, Seven Cities on, on one of my shows. And we were talking about, you know, the fans. We graded the fans as well on that but a uh, a very different uh, reaction, you know, to the uh, to the platform and could, to this platform as well. Uh, stay tuned because we're gonna bring some of my uh, some of my guests, some of my hosts on uh, locked on, and we'll probably have some of those conversations as well. And of course, now let's look what we have to look what we have to look forward to uh, with this team. You no, know, um, what I'm looking forward to is 
you know, more organization. I'm looking at more harmony. I'm looking at players being more precise in everything that they do, especially on the offensive end. I will tell you, it looks like Coach Rosinski has that defense somewhat buttoned up, and he's trying to just tighten up some of the things that they missed. Um, but he's dealing with some injuries, uh, especially on the back end. I think that, you know, the defense is carrying the team right now, you know, and they're giving the offense opportunities to uh, put more points up on the board by getting turnovers, and the offense just hasn't taken uh, advantage of it. But this this is great, guys. You know, it's still football season. We're halfway through. You can feel the, the air, you know, football season. The air is changing. You know, it's a little cooler out here. And, you know, I'm still excited about it. I'm very excited about it to see what happens with this team. But what's also cool about the leaves and changing and the temperature uh, dropping, we got basketball season around the corner. And this is Virginia basketball. So stay tuned. I'm going to talk about some UVA basketball as well. Today was ACC Media Day. (coughs) Excuse me. And ACC Media Day, they had all of the uh, teams come in in Charlotte for all the basketball programs. So just sit back and sit tight, and we'll uh, bring you that information as it becomes available. Get Get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Locked On ACC.